Welcome to Love Bonds, where we unravel the mysteries of romantic love, attachment, and infidelity. You're listening to relationship and couple counselor, Terry DiMatteo of opendoortherapy.net. So you're going through a divorce. Divorce is a major life transition, one of life's most stressful events, right up there on the stress scale with the death of a loved one. It's serious business. Divorcing is breaking of a significant bond. This is no easy task. It requires some heavy lifting. The emotions are raw, painful. There's hurt and heartache. So let's think of it like this. If falling in love and loving gives a person a sense of comfort and confidence the notion that I am loved, wanted, and desired, it boosts mental health, physical health, confidence, energy. Then divorcing, you might say, is the painful, on the painful opposite end of the spectrum, which is a version of feeling not loved, unloved, unwanted, um, uh, disappointed, something, the feeling is something has failed, and that hurts. Um, it's emotionally heavy and there's heartache involved. Even if you, you and your spouse are certain about the decision to divorce, even if you had made this decision together and know it's the right thing to do and you're in agreement, it's still not easy as it's still the breaking of a major bond. This is a, a daunting, a daunting process. Um, as I said in the other podcast on divorce, um, the longest stage in the process is in t- making the decision to divorce. That phase takes a long time. Once the decision is made, you're in a different realm. So let me go through some of this. Essentially, um, the divorcing couple is transitioning from a sense of team or togetherness th- and transitioning to becoming separate or adversaries in in, in worst case scenarios. So what helps ease the pain and transition from togetherness to being apart? Number one, um, please note the things I'm going to share with you, um, they are interrelated, they overlap, there's not a clear delineation. They, they're, they're all, they all go together. And some of them may sound slightly repetitive because um, yeah, they're, they're related things. You, you'll see as we go along. So the first thing is support. This is a big one. Garner as much support as you can in the uh, personal realm. Um, this would be by way of family and friends, people who know you. Um, if you're religious, perhaps your religious organization and your um, clergy person can help. Um, professionals can help. Uh, couples, counselors, relationship Uh, experts like myself can be a source of of, um, professional care. Um, Divorce support groups in your community can really help a lot, as well as um, reading things, blogs, uh, articles, books on divorce. Essentially, the more you know about what you're going through and your feelings are normalized and you understand what's happening to you, those things generally help. Plus, you can also read about and learn uh, what's ahead. So you not only know what you're going through, but also what to anticipate 
down the road. The more you can move things from uncertainty to certainty with regard to your experience, the better. That leads me into the second point, knowing what to expect. So you know what it's like to be married. You know what it's like to have a household with your partner, perhaps a family with them. That is familiar. It's what you know. On the flip side is uncertainty. So we want to take as many things in the uncertain column, things like finance and housing and lifestyle and all of that that's uncertain in divorce and try to move them into the certainty column. This is why uh, reading the books and getting support and visiting with a divorce attorney can help move the uncertain things, the things you don't know how they're going to look in the divorce, into the certainty column. The more you can do that, the more you can ground yourself and stabilize again. Um, If you simply recognize that you are in a transitional time of upheaval, but that this transition from moving from married to divorce is temporary, it, it, it will conclude this, this intensity, this rawness, this perhaps drama, conflict, tensions um, that flare up around the pain of the divorcing process. Hopefully, we want that to calm down. We want it to settle. And so if you can recognize that it's inherent, it's built into a major transition, but it, it, they're not lasting feelings are raw and rough and and the wound is 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 cut open but then there's healing on the other side so sometimes that you can take comfort in knowing that what you're going through is a transitory it's transitional and it's not a permanent new state of affairs of course a big factor that impacts the divorce experience is whether there's children or no children. So couples divorcing that are at the beginning of parenthood, that they have small children, uh, maybe that they, they're infants or, or toddlers, have a long um, number of years in front of them that they have to work with the partner they're divorcing. They're still parenting, in other words. Um, and this complicates things. It complicates the divorce proceedings. Having children is a, a major complication. Uh, because it's so important, the parenting and the care of the children. So when you're divorcing and you have children, there's one component that you're concluding with your partner. You're concluding the romantic, intimate aspects of your relationship. Uh, Being a romantic pair, a husband and wife, is ending. But the parenting part and the financial ties continue. So if you can recognize that I need to interact with my partner, my ex-partner, my future ex-partner in two realms, money and parenting, but no longer caught up in the romantic intimacy realm, that can help to be clear about this, what this new relationship uh, contains or, or needs to focus on. If there are either no children of the marriage or there are grown um, adult children that are launched or almost launched, it's much easier because the time, uh, there's fewer things, fewer ties to the partner. In other words, 
the um, once you have a financial settlement, an agreement, um, both parties can kind of wrap things up and move on with their own lives. Uh, fewer, they have fewer ties that bind bind them. Um, the the romantic intimacy part can close down. Uh, the parenting is concluded or was never there. And once they have a financial agreement, the divorce decree, that outlines the terms of the divorce, you can wrap it up and, and, and move on. That is um, dramatically uh, simpler than, than a divorcing with children, plus the worry about how children will go on through divorce. That's another, that should be another podcast. Okay. Another, diff- another factor that impacts the divorce and how you proceed through divorce is the difference in who's driving it. Ideally, though it's still hard, uh, it doesn't eliminate the pain, is if both parties can be in agreement uh, that, the, that the decision to divorce is done together, that the parties recognize that the relationship has concluded, the, the, the um, feelings have changed, There's a, they've tr- they like to know, it's important to know we've tried everything, we have exhausted every attempt at repair. This is beyond repair, that we've, we, we've made every effort to save this and, and um, we cannot do it. The relationship needs to conclude. That helps a lot if there's agreement. If there's an imbalance where one person is the driver of the divorce, if you are the driver of the divorce, then you can have, it can help to recognize the reluctance or the resistance of the partner that's feeling more rejected, more pained in this. So you can show a balance of sensitivity I understand what this is like for you, but also firmness. It takes two to make a marriage. A a relationship by definition implies two. So some version of compassion and sensitivity combined with clarity and firmness is generally uh, a stance that helps. Um, If your partner is the driver and you feel like the rejected one, you might consider um, getting some professional help to come to terms with the the reality of the situation. That if the partner is really checked out or wants to end this, there basically there is no relationship. So um, I do hear people saying sometimes, I love him, I love her, but at the same time, the, the relationship is, is, is not functioning. There's, there's no working relationship. Uh, those are feelings. So we, you can maybe get some professional help to, to help sort out uh, this, I, this idea of not wanting something to end that in, a, in reality has indeed concluded. Uh, there's actually a third um, lesser known um, uh, aspect to this, which is what I, I call the passive divorce driver. In other words, the person who really desires the divorce is not proactive, is not um, driving it, is not filing, is not, is not initiating the, the momentum, the, 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 the divorce process, but they are making it so passively that the other partner has no choice but to divorce. They, they become impossible to the point that reluctantly 
the one who files or the one who um, initiates really does not want the divorce, but they have sort of been strong-armed by the passive partner who has, in effect, given them no choice. So sometimes there's one that has the upper hand and, and one is feeling a little more rejected or hurt. So any efforts to kind of close the gap there can, can help a bit. The other thing is understanding the divorce laws. Uh, the divorce laws in, 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 in most states have changed. Uh, become familiar with the divorce laws in your state to move as much from the uncertainty column into the certainty column. But um, all it really takes to get divorced, very simply, is one person within the, part, within the relationship that no longer wants to be married. You, you don't have to have a, um, a reason or a blame or an accusation. It's just simply you no longer want to be married. I, I mean, that is not a simple matter, but um, you don't have to prove any wrongdoing or, or anything in most states. Uh, you don't need a reason to divorce other than you no longer want to be married. The marriage has failed in a sense. Um, this notion of, um, it's a little old fashioned idea that your partner can, you know, take you to the cleaners or destroy you or leave you penniless or, or get kind of a, um, a lawyer that will, um, you know, make you pay for the pain you cause. That is, uh, that is no longer the case these days. The laws, generally, you still need to consult a lawyer. This is not legal advice. This is just an overview. Um, the, by going to the court, the courts, uh, it's very cut and dry in the court. It's very, um, what is the word? Uh, logistical. It's a uh, matter of fact. It's, uh, it's formulaic. It's a formula. Uh, that looks at essentially the length of the marriage and and the, the marital, uh, what you've accumulated in the duration of your marriage. It's very cut and dry. It's predominantly about the financial uh, and, and property uh, divisions of, of, of making a fair and equitable um, equitable distribution. And, 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 and no matter who did what, in the relationship, it doesn't change the, the formula. It's uh, it's more cut and dry than, than you might think. Um, another thing that can, can is important here is don't think or plan or look too far into the future. Try to focus more on the immediacy of fo post-divorce can help. What is, you know the first the first six months or a year post-divorce to just get your footing, just kind of land and. Uh, and regroup and re-strategize and, and figure out the lay of the land on the divorce side. So that was a lot in a short period of time. I hope you found that helpful. Um, you've been listening to Love Bonds with Terry DiMatteo of opendoortherapy.net. If you liked what you heard here today, I invite you to favorite the station, share it with others, and return for more. Thank you very much for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.